Welcome to The Light of the World. This is Jerry G. Martin. What a tumultuous few months we've endured in our nation and in our city with floods and freezes, with pandemic and political unrest. The government has responded by giving a stimulus package to people, hoping that it will help the economy move forward. Over the next few days, I will be sharing a message about God's stimulus plan. He's always had a plan to be a blessing to his people, no matter what's going on. It's nothing new, but it's still available to you if you would trust God with all your heart. Now come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's word. By faith, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen in holy fear, built an ark to save his family. By faith, he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. By faith, when Noah heard about what was going to happen, God says it's going to rain. They didn't even know rain. And he says, rain? Yeah, God said, build an ark. Football field longer. You know, that's a big boat. Took him 120 years to do that. But he began to activate and take action on what he heard God says. Verse 8, by faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later uh, receive his inheritance, he obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. For he was looking forward to the city with foundations whose architect and builder is God. In verse 11, by faith, Abraham, even though he was past age and Sarah herself was barren, was enabled to become a father because he considered him faithful who had made the promise. So I want you to begin to think now about what God has begun to speak in your life. You can say, you know, I'm going to move out on that. So let me just share with you, what does it mean to express your faith in a commitment to God? First, I want to tell you what a faith commitment is not. A faith commitment is not blind optimism. A faith commitment is not just uh, jumping, uh, trusting God in the dark and jumping off a cliff to nowhere and, and thinking I, I, there's nowhere to land. I'm just going to do it, right? I'm just going to wake up. I'm going to wake up this morning and go down to the, to the Rolls Royce dealer and tell him by faith I command one of these cars to come to me. A faith commitment is not saying, I don't have a clue about what I should do. It doesn't make any sense to me, but I'm just going to trust God. That's not faith. That's a blind optimism. It is not faith also to have faith in your faith. See, there are some people that, that will teach you, you need to have faith in your faith. If I have enough faith, if I have enough faith, I can cause anything to come my way. If I have enough faith. The Bible told us not to have faith in faith. He said have faith in God. And if you're not careful, you'll have faith in faith. The real issue is not how much faith you have, but who your faith is in. Okay, see somebody's listening to me right now. No, I, I, my, the Bible says if I have faith, I can just say whatever I want and I'll tell heaven. I had that argument with somebody one day. I said, no, you can't. Yes, I can. I said, okay, well, say what you want and then say when you want it, the date and the time, and then see if you have it. Come on. 
Say when you want it. So if you're going to have faith to just call it in, also have faith to say when. Then he said, well, you know, I got it. It's in the, it's in the spirit realm. I said, no, ask for it in the natural. <laughs> Don't give me all those excuses. Because before that in Mark 11, it says, have faith in God. See, the thing is, you got to hear from God what God is saying. And then put your faith in what God says. That's a whole nother sermon. So let me tell you what the faith of commitment is. It is a faith then that is initiated by revelation from God. A faith that is initiated by revelation from God. Each of those examples in the book of Hebrew we was reading, uh, Noah had a revelation from God. God said, build this ark because it's going to rain. Abraham, go to a place. I will show you where you're going to go and your offsprings are going to be there and you're going to be, I'm going to make you a great nation. Abraham, you're going to have a child and you're going to have a great nation. Abraham said, I ain't feeling that, Lord, because I'm old. But the Bible said he was in Abel. God gave Abraham the first formula for Viagra that was ever made. Abraham said, now that's what I'm talking about. Faith is initiated by a revelation from God. So we always have to spend time before God trying to hear what God is saying about my situation. God, I want you to hear what you're saying about the plan you have for me. God, the things that you put in my heart, I want to hear what you're saying about it. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith begins when God speaks. Until God speaks, there isn't anything by itself that's of any value to any believer until God speaks. When God began to speak about it. See, it was God spoke and told us to start a church. We knew that because it's going to get tested. I'm going to talk about that because, you know, after a while you've been wondering, Lord, are you sure we need to do this? Because stuff is happening. It was God who spoke about this property right here, this property we're on right now, when we couldn't see any way of getting it. We didn't have the money. We didn't have, I mean, we went through all kinds of ups and downs before God manifested this, but God spoke about it. And we came out here, we stood on every corner of this property, and we had somebody pray and say, Lord, we receive it right now. We, we stand here right now. Now, it was a, another couple of years before that came to pass, but we stood on what we heard God say, even though the man who owned it said, we ain't selling it to you. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by what God says. And if I say what God say, I'll have what I say. In every case where the men and women of Hebrews exercised faith, it was in response to something God told them to do. So what's the first thing? Faith is initiated by a revelation from God. Secondly, it is ignited by a response to that revelation. It's initiated by a revelation and it's ignited by a response to the revelation. Faith is not just a matter of saying, I heard you, Lord, and I believe you. Faith is obedience to what God has said. And when a person believes God, he does something. He believes God, then he does something. You got to do something once you believe God. You don't want to just sit there and just keep looking at it. 
Oh, Lord, I don't know. i am just got great fear. Nobody likes me. Nobody's going to give me a break. Nobody's going to help me and all of that. No, when you hear from God, you get up and start doing something. And thirdly, faith is intensified by the resistance that it faces. Every time we take a step of faith, let me just tell you this now so you won't quit as soon as you take the first step. Every time we take a step of faith, somewhere along the way, it will be tested. We'll see this in everywhere in the 11th chapter of Hebrew. Abraham arrived in the promised land and he walked into a famine. Just imagine the abuse that Noah took in the 120 years he was building that. So what did you say was going to happen, Noah? Uh, it's going to rain. God told me to build an ark. So when you think it's going to rain, it's, you've been working on it for 84 years now. And what about Abraham and Sarah, who, when they were almost 100 years old, start telling friends they're going to have a baby. You know, we're getting ready to have a baby. Well, who's getting ready to have a baby? Me and Sarah. Really? Yeah. Hmm. See, and when we start deciding we're going to obey God in the realm of our, our, our finances, in the realm of our giving, in the realm of our tithing, Somebody will even say to you, you actually give 10% of your income to the Lord, you got to be crazy. See, no one tithes because it makes sense. We tithe because we believe God. See, not everybody's going to encourage you. When you take a step of faith and begin to walk by faith, be prepared for the fact that your faith will be tested. You know why it's going to be tested? Because God is going to want you to know that it was him that help you out and help you through that. It's not your own strength. It's not your own intelligence. It's not your own ingenuity. It's not your own effort. He wants all of that, but he's going to have to do something that you can't do. So you'll give him the glory forever. Forever, we can testify about what God did on this property. That's a stone of remembrance for this church and the people who were here have walked through this together. We prayed together. We fasted together. We believed God together. And we know God did it. Everybody say, that's what God did. That's not what the pastor did. God did that. We saw the miracle work of his hand. And that's what God wants to do when he's working through our lives. He wants to get the glory know this, whenever your faith is tested, it's going to make you stronger. Testing strengthens your faith. And then lastly, it is inspired, faith is inspired by the reward that it anticipates. We talked about it already, and without faith it's impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. So when we walk by faith, We're looking out to the future beyond the present about what God is going to do. So when you're giving and when you're starting out with just the basic, the fundamentals, what God requires of every believer to exercise their faith. See, everybody is not not sick. Everybody don't have cancer, so they don't have to stand for a healing. Everybody don't have issues in their relationships. They're not standing for a miracle there. Everybody is not just uh, waiting for a job. They're not standing for a miracle there. So God says, everybody can be tested in their faith with my command for everybody to offer up the first fruit of their increase in their tithing, in their giving back of what I've blessed them with. That everybody can do that. I made it so 
Everybody can do that. No one has an excuse for not doing it. Somebody asked me last week, what about those pastors who don't have a job? They don't make no money. Well, there's no tithe if you make no money. So if you don't want to tithe, say, Lord, I don't want to make any money. If you make a dollar, your tithe is 10 cents. And if you make $1,000, your tithe is 100. Both people have given equally. And God says, I'm going to make it so everybody can do it. So nobody going to have no excuse. So when they say, Lord, I can't do that, the Lord said, don't even go there. You don't trust me. When we give to God, we are laying up treasures in heaven, not here on the earth. Jesus talked about that when he talked about not worrying. There are two things that are eternal. It is the word of God, the souls of men and women. They are eternal. And that's what God wants to do with our resources that come to him. So when you invest in those eternal values, that investment is for eternity. And that's what God wants to do. And that's why God rewards us. And that's why God keeps blessing us so we can still be a blessing. So I've been sharing with you over the past few weeks about God's stimulus plan for our prosperity and the fundamental or the basics for your blessings are the same it has been since God has spoken it. It hadn't changed. God hasn't looked at us and said, I know you all are having a hard time in the 2000s, so let's just knock off the tithe business for right now until you can get yourself together. He didn't do that. It's always been the same. In fact, the bigger challenges that people have in their finances, I say, you sure, you ought to be tithing for sure if you got financial issues because you're going to need God's power. You're going to need the blessings of God, the power of God, the strength of God, the miracle power of God to work on your behalf. So here's the question. Will you honor God with the best that you have out of what he's already given you? Will you honor God with that? God calls it a tithe, a tenth. You already have the revelation from God. It's revealed in the word to us throughout the scripture. Malachi 3.10, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me, prove me, says the Lord Almighty, and see, I'll open the windows of heaven. I'll pour out a blessing you won't have room enough to receive. That's what God said. Do you believe that enough to activate that and to walk in it? People say, yeah, I I believe it, but I ain't going to do it. No, God said, you don't believe it. Then he says in Proverbs 3, 9, honor the Lord with with your wealth, with the first fruit of your crops. He goes on to say, then your barns will be filled and your vats will overflow with new wine. I like God. God is the God of overflow. He says, I'll give it to you. You won't have room enough to receive. Given it shall be given back unto you. Pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Come on, say running over, overflow. That's the kind of God we serve. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7, it says, Each man should give what he decided in his heart to give. Not reluctantly, not under pressure, not under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver. I like this verse, and I tell people, listen, if you're under compulsion, if you're a reluctant giver, be obedient to God. Don't even give. Don't worry about that. Our church is going to be blessed regardless whether you uh, participate individually. 
because we are givers in our church. We give to other missions. We give to ministries. God has shown himself faithful on our behalf year in and year out regardless of what happened. We've never had a month with a financial shortfall in this church. We've never begged for an offering. We've never, we've never auctioned off the Lord and say we need 100 people to give us $20. We never raised any money like that. We never sold a chicken dinner, a hot dog, or a fish plate, or anything like that to try to raise any money for God. We've just obeyed him, and God has provided for us. So do we have a revelation from God about the issue of giving? Yes. Is it optional? No. He doesn't give us an option that says, I got an idea. Why don't you, uh, whenever you get a chance, just tithe and, and see what happens? No. He says, everything you get, honor me with it, and I'll keep giving you more. It's not an option. We have the Word of God that gives us a revelation from God, and tithing is not optional if we're going to be obedient to God. It's not something that some Christians do once you come to a place of spiritual maturity and get a supernatural anointing. I got the supernatural anointing now to tithe. No. You don't have to be advanced in your faith to do that. I began tithing the day I got saved. God hadn't changed his mind. He hasn't rewritten a new chapter for this generation. It's a clear revelation we have from him. Now, what should our response be? What has God said to us? What has God said to you? There are some that are listening to me right now. You've always struggled in your finances, but you've never trusted God with what he put in your hands. I'm here to give you some news you can use. This is just good news. I understand and I'm confident I know what I'm talking about. I've seen God too many times. There's a statement we say, he never failed me yet. I took the yet off of that. Because that seems like you're thinking he might fail you sometime in the future. He's never failed. Once we've heard God speak, how are we going to respond? A faith commitment is a simply, is a response to what we heard God said. If you want God's blessings to flow in your life, you got a business plan, you got some ideas, you want God to uh, come alongside of you and to bless what, he, uh, what you're going to put in your hands, obey God. Am I going to do what God says? There's always going to be resistance along the way as you give and as you're growing in your giving. But when tough times come and resistance come, the Spirit of God will come and give you a breakthrough. You will say to yourself, this is God's money, and I'm going to give it to him. By faith, I'm going to trust him. All God has asked you to make a simple step of faith and say, God, through your grace, I'm going to begin giving back to you that 10% of everything you entrusted me with. I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to respond to you, and then I'm going to trust you. To provide. That's activating your faith to receive God's stimulus plan. I want to pray for you today, wherever you are. I want to pray for you that God's plan will manifest in your life. You're not waiting on God. God is waiting on you. You're not waiting on God. God's already ready. God's already available. God God doesn't have to go try to figure out what he's going to do. He doesn't have to go get resources. He is the resource for you. God's word, God's creative power. 
God can do more than you can ask or think or imagine according to his power that will work with you and in you. That business idea you had, God can make it work. You can say, this is not a good time to start a business. You know when it's a good time to start a business? When God said, get started. No matter what it looks like. When you activate that faith and he says, I'm going to do it. Lord, I don't know what to do first. What should I do first? God will open a door. In all of your ways, acknowledge the Lord and he will direct your path. But if you're going to receive God's best for you, before you try to get a business plan together, you need a salvation plan. If you don't know God as your Lord and as your Savior, no need asking him, Lord, I need your your divine power because what I'm talking about has to do with having a relationship with God understanding who he is, trusting him, and believing him. Don't try to trust him with your money if you don't trust him with your life. So if you're here today and you never made a profession of faith and you said, Pastor, I I know I've been wavering and I've never taken that step of faith to trust God with my life and who I am, I want you to do it today. Just say, Lord, I'm ready to give all to you. Before I give any of my resources, I want to give you all. I want to give you my life. You may be listening to me online. You can do that right now. I'm going to be praying for you, whether you're in the building or not, whether you're online. We're going to pray this prayer. And I want you to bow your heads with me wherever you are. This is the day. The day you hear my voice, harden not your heart. When you hear the word of God, it's a revelation. Now it's time for you to make a a step of faith and receive what Jesus Christ has already done for you. Every person who's saved had to make the same declaration. You have to say, Lord, I want you to forgive me of my sin. I'm a sinner. I know I'm separated from you. And I want to come into your family. I want you to be my Lord. I want you to be my Savior. I want you to be my God. I give my life to you. So as we're praying, just say, Lord, I give my life to you. Come into my life. Come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Be my God. Be my guide. Lead me, guide me. I'm ready to follow you for the rest of my life. Forgive me of my sin. Wash me, Lord. I believe that you died on the cross for my salvation. You were buried and raised up on the third day that I can have a new life and I receive it right now by faith. Thank you, Father, for coming into my life. Thank you for changing my life. Thank you, Almighty God. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Help me to follow you in all of my ways and trust you with my whole heart. And I thank you for it now in the name of Jesus Christ. There are so many people who are stressed and is struggling right now because of the things that are going on around us. This is Jerry G. Martin, and I'm reminding you, God has already promised his people that he is able to provide. I certainly hope that these messages are helpful to you to know how God can stimulate you for your blessing and prosperity even in tough times. The first thing that needs to be done is to be sure you are connected with God and that you're honoring God with your life and with all that he's giving you. I invite you to be our guest at the Light of the World Christian Fellowship. We're meeting each Sunday in person 
at 16161 Old Umble Road. Again, that's 16161 Old Umble Road, 10 o'clock on Sunday morning. If you are in Umble, the Lake Houston area, Spring, Northeast Houston, Northwest Houston, you're in our neighborhood. You can also join us online each Sunday at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. If you would like to hear today's message again in its entirety or share it with someone, go to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily, Jerry G. Martin. You can enjoy today's message as well as previous messages that we've aired. If you're looking for a Bible bookstore, there's one on our campus. Call us at The Beacon, 281-441-2885. For Bibles, communion, and church supplies, call us, 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, May the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.